I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Tonight we were in a little bit of a time crunch because we had a baseball game tonight. Had a lot of fun. Brock did really well, uh, but it has pushed us into a late, late night for a school night. That's all right. We're gonna start here in Second Kings chapter six. Get through maybe about seven verses. Talk about it and call it a night. Does that sound good? Absolutely. The company of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a pole, and let us build a place there for us to live. And he said, Go. Then one of them said, Won't you please come with your servants? I will, Elisha replied. And he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh my Lord, he cried out. It was borrowed. The man of God asked, Where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. What? That's crazy. Lift it out, he said. Then the man reached out his hand and took it. Let me just read a little footnote about this. The incident of the floating axe head is recorded to show God's care and provision for those who trust him. Even in the insignificant events of everyday life, God is always present, placed in the Bible between the healing of an Aramean general and the deliverance of Israel's army. This miracle also shows Elisha's personal contact with the students in the companies of the prophets. Although he had the respect of kings, Elisha never forgot to care for the faithful. Don't let the importance of your work drive out your concern for human need. God is even with us in the little things. Like He's not only able to bless the big things, even though that's usually what we take to him, is the big things. There's nothing wrong with that. And those stories are so cool to read about, you know, the jars and the oil, Naaman being healed and healed in the River Jordan of his leprosy. Like these are cool, cool stories, but it's important that even when you're living a faithful life to the Lord, like he's with you in all the things, even just the little things, even if you're taking a test and you're stressed out because you're tired or you're stressed out because you don't know the answer, you can always, the Lord's with you, you know, you can bring the little things um, to him 
and just see what he does with them. That's not a promise that, oh, I, I don't feel prepared for this test and I'm tired and I'm worried because I don't understand the first question. It doesn't, it's not a promise that you're going to get 100% on it. But I do believe that he'll help you remember things that you know. He'll help you have a sense of peace and that you'll ultimately do better than you would if you just sat there and stressed yourself out the entire time. And who knows, maybe he'll, sh he'll show up in ways to help give you thoughts that you wouldn't have had all on your own. That's one of the ways, that's probably the most consistent way that I know when the Lord is speaking to me, and it's not just my own thought, is it's a thought that I never would have had on my own because I know me, I know how I think, I know what comes from me, and it's like, I know when the Lord is speaking in the spirit inside of me when I just know, my goodness, that isn't for me. That has none of me on it. It can be in the little things. Don't limit yourself to your abilities, even in the little things. Remember that he's God with you all the time. And it also reminds me of Peter. Because what did Peter have to do that would have required him to float? He walks on the water. Peter walks on the... Yes. The story of Peter walking on the water. That was a miracle, right? That was a miracle where gravity and relative density didn't cause Peter to sink. He said, Lord, if that is you, call me out. He said, come out. And he came out. And as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus to Trace Point, he would not sink. It wasn't until he started looking around him and he noticed a big wave over there and, oh my goodness, that's scary. And he started thinking about what he was doing. You see, he took the focus off what the spirit was doing and started putting it on what his flesh was doing. And all of a sudden, the math didn't make sense anymore. He's like, wait, hold on a sec. You know, water weighs this much per cubic feet. I weigh this much per cubic feet. I should be sinking, <laughs> right? Humans obviously weigh more than water, are, are more dense than water. So you should sink. Well, not when the spirit's involved, not when God's involved. He's able to do more, but it's when we keep our eyes on him and stay in the spirit. When we're not focused on ourselves. Once we start focusing on ourselves, it's like the power just gets zapped out of everything, you know, because our faith isn't in us. Our faith is in him. He was defying gravity, just like when Elisha blessed the axe head or the water, however you want to look at it, it floated, even though it shouldn't have, right? And when Elisha did that, I don't think he was thinking, gosh, the power of this stick, I'm going to throw it in the water and it's going to change everything, right? And Elijah probably wasn't thinking, Oh, the power of me telling it to do so. Well, Elisha knew that, hey, this is important to God. This man probably doesn't have money. This is a borrowed axe. He probably doesn't have money to pay the guy back. He felt bad for him. And he said, I know that the Lord's able to take care of this. Who knows? Maybe it wouldn't rise. I mean, because we could do that, right? We could, uh, we could pray for a lot of things. I remember when mom lost her wedding ring in Hawaii. Yeah. I asked the Lord, like, will you just help me find this? And uh, and we didn't. Well, what am I going to say? Well, Lord, what, you know, why don't you care about me too? You know, why don't you make my ring, make mom's ring float to the surface when I'm looking for it and make it so I can see it? I have, I don't have the slightest clue why the Lord said yes in this situation, why he said no in ours. Do you know what I do know? We're fine. 
Yeah. We're in good health. We have each other. We love each other. We have plenty of resources. And it's just a ring. And it's just a ring. Right? So I'm not going to look at this and say, oh, God did this for him. How come he's not doing it for me? Hey, maybe I didn't have faith. Uh-oh. What if that was it? What if I really didn't have faith in what I was praying? What if I didn't believe? What if I was still holding on to like me? You know, asking God, God, will you do this? And then frantically like swimming around a pool. That's not the same thing as saying, God, will you do this? And then laying down and taking a nap and just trusting that when you wake up, it's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to discourage us from doing the things we can do. Because I think it's good and when we're in a situation. I think it's good for us to do the things we can do. But So it's not about effort. It's about faith. And are you able to believe and have faith in what the Lord can do? I have no earthly clue why the axe head floated and mom's ring didn't. But I know this. It could have been my, could have been me. It was likely me. It probably wasn't God. It was probably me. And even if it wasn't me, and God just simply said no, I'm at peace with that too. He has every right to do that. My response is to have faith the next time. Right? Just trust in Him. Just trust in Him. And that is seven verses, and we are up against bedtime. You good kids doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know it's late. I shouldn't quiz you so much when it's late. But you guys did good. I know you knew the story and the moral of the story. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Christ. I love you, boys. I love you, too. You guys are good kids.